Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hello, beautiful queens, and welcome back to the Bibbidi Boss Podcast. I am honored today because I have a special guest with us all the way from London, but she is an American, Grace Bamberg here. Hi, Grace. How are you? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I knew after seeing your YouTube channel that I had to have you on because you're just so talented. Um, Grace is a professional princess, but she's also a digital marketer and a woman of many talents. So Grace, can you tell me a little bit about how you got started in the princessing industry and what makes you most happy? What makes Grace's soul happy? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, um, I have always loved Disney and um, I actually worked for um, the Walt Disney Company in 2019. I did the Disney College program and that was a wonderful experience for me. And of course, when I went down there, the number one job that I wanted, as most people do, is I wanted to be a performer there. Um, and I ended up doing attractions there, which was a wonderful experience. I got to do um, work on Pirates of the Caribbean, um, which was just a phenomenal role I was so happy with. Um, but when I got back, I really, really missed Disney because the Disney College program is a, um, a designated amount of time. You know, it's like an internship type of um, program. And so um, coming back, I really looked into um, performing um, and especially Disney related performing. And then I found um, Upon a Dream, Kansas City, run by my wonderful owner, Julia Condon, and reached out to her and did a virtual audition and um, met with her and did an interview. And I was fortunate enough to get hired in the company and I was so excited and I've had just the most rewarding and beautiful, some of the most rewarding and beautiful experiences of my life performing with, with this company. So I'm very grateful. So that's how I got into princessing. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. And I think it's such an incredible opportunity too, because for me, I never, I never wanted to work at the parks. It was never a dream that I had. Um, so I like went right into the gate into princess parties. So I think that it's incredible that through princess parties, you know, you can fulfill that dream of being a princess without having to worry about meeting certain credentials or certain mm -hmm. someone else's opinion of what it should be, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's also additional characters that, you know, are more rare at the parks that you can, you can um, perform with, with princess parties too, which I, I think is wonderful. It gives more people more opportunities that way. And, um, you can really spend more time with the families and make, um, you know, those lasting connections with specific kids. Um, I would love to go back and do more auditions. I've only done one audition at the parks. Um, but, you know, I kind of feel like if I never get another chance to audition, I feel like this dream definitely has been fulfilled. 
world by through doing princess parties. So that's amazing. And who's your favorite princesses or characters to portray? Oh, love this question. I'm always asking people this question. <laughs> um, my favorite princess is absolutely Belle. I'm a big reader. I'm also a writer as well. And so I've really found that connection through her, but I also love her love adventure. I love that she sees beauty on the inside first. I mean, there's just so many things about that story that I just really love and connect to. Um, there's many of my favorite other princesses that I would not be able to play, but that I connect deeply with as well, such as Tiana and Moana um, are probably my two other favorites. Um, I love Rapunzel as well. I mean, so many. Um, but yeah, my favorite character, my favorite character to portray is um, Princess Beauty or Belle. I love that. Belle's definitely a favorite for me too. And I'm a big reader as well. So for anybody that's listening, what are some of your favorite books? Oh, <laughs> so many. Um, I think I would probably say the Harry Potter series. <laughs> I know that's so basic, but I just, I can read that series again and again. Um, so yeah, I love that. I love any book by Sarah J. Mass. Her books are phenomenal. Throne of Glass, Court of Thorns and Roses. I love Eat, Pray, Love, The Untethered Soul, which are totally different genres. Um, yeah, those are a few of my favorites that I would recommend. I love those. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so you got into princessing. How long ago was that? Um, that was about a year ago. Yeah, um, which is crazy to me to think. And I know that might, might not seem like a super long time, but I feel like in the princessing world, it, it does feel like a long time. Um, so yeah, about a year ago, I got into it. When, when did you get into Princessing, Alexis? Oh, girl, <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> I was around 22, 23. So that was about, I'll be 20, or I'll be, I'll be 22, I'll be 32 this year. So oh, almost wow. a decade ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so fantastic. Yeah, I got a lot of Princess XP. <laughs> <laughs> Makes so much sense why you're a coach. You've been doing that this for that long. Yes, I've, I've definitely experienced a lot of different things in this industry to where I finally feel like I'm seasoned enough to where I can help other women that might be on their own path, their own journey, go through, you know, the trials and tribulations, uh, one experiences as not only a princess, but as a company owner, because there are many. So that being said, you started an incredible YouTube channel. You have a ton of subscribers. Tell me about the starting of this YouTube channel and what it means to you and uh, why you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always loved YouTube since I was a little girl. I feel like YouTube is always where I would turn to for advice <laughs> um, growing up all my life. So I've always wanted to do it. And I, I've started several YouTube channels when I was a kid with my friends. And then when I was in high school, I actually started a channel called Happy Reading. And that channel still exists. That's where I would recommend books. And I'd talk about being a writer and writing my own books. Um, but I don't post on that anymore just because um, I've just kind of moved into wanting to make different types of videos. But I will always love that channel that I have. Um, so the channel that I'm on now is just my name, Grace Bamberg. And um, starting that channel, I just wanted to do more lifestyle. I kind of found that... Um, it was difficult to put myself in such a niche box <laughs> of only talking about books. And so what I wanted to do with this channel was still have a niche, which is Disney, 
but I wanted to make sure I threw in other types of videos on there, even if those videos don't do quite as well as the Disney videos, because most people are subscribing for that, then you don't post something different and then everyone unsubscribes because they're like, what the heck is this? Um, so I wanted to get my audience used to me talking about multiple different types of things from the beginning so that they know to expect that sometimes and to attract people who are interested in multiple things that I'm interested in. So um, that was really the, um, the goal of starting this channel and keeping this channel just as my name. Um, and I do love it. I love the process of making a YouTube video from start to finish. I love talking to people and finding um, people with similar interests to mine. And um, it really is my favorite social media platform. <laughs> Um, and I'm on lots of different social media platforms because that is my, my full-time job for businesses, but um, YouTube is definitely my favorite. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because first of all, I try, I've, I've never been very passionate about getting a YouTube. I've never been very passionate about making the videos. So that's definitely something I would outsource for because I love creating the video content and I can talk all day, but when it comes to like, getting subscribers and like making sure the captions are good and the, and the, you know, starting video and the end video and doing all that. And then no. So that brings me to your other incredible full-time talent. So let's talk about that a bit and how you got started into um, your current full-time job. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I recently graduated college last May. Um, and so, yeah, about a year ago, graduated almost exactly a year ago, I graduated. All throughout my senior year of college, I was doing freelance work because during the pandemic, you know, the pandemic hit and it was right around the time where I was trying to find an internship and all the internships that I was looking for or getting further along in the process were like, oh, never mind, we're not doing that anymore, it's a pandemic. But it was really a blessing in disguise for me because it forced me to look for other avenues that are not like a big established company. So um, I met this author who was looking for social media help. And so I kind of, you know, she, she wasn't, um, she was looking for social media help, but it's not like she was like listing a job or anything. So I kind of was talking to her and we just kind of created a position and um, I interned for her. And then after I interned for her, I said, hey, do you want to hire me? Because I was interning for class credit at the time. And so it kind of just snowballed where she was kind of my client, my very first client. That whole senior year I was working for her. Found another lady who had started a business, a small wellness center. Hey, do you want help with websites, social media, videography, photography? These are the different things that I do um, freelance work for. And when it came time to apply to jobs, I was about to graduate. I was like, you know, I love helping these small business owners, I love being able to um, feel like more of a partner instead of an employee. And, um, you know, everyone kept telling me, you need to keep applying for full jobs, like full time jobs, in addition to what you're doing now. But I was like, I just took a risk. Um, I felt a lot of support from my amazing boyfriend um, to really try to start a business and try to go freelance. And so it really did just snowball from there to where um, I was working with all these different types of clients that I was getting through either like connections from my previous clients or um, cold emails or going to networking groups. And um, 
So yeah, um, that's still my full-time job. I find that I um, am able to financially support myself in a better way than I would have had I started at a low-level corporate position, which was my original plan. And so yeah, now full-time I'm building websites for small business owners, doing social media for, you know, different industries, and it really keeps it fresh and interesting for me. So it's definitely not something I expected, but it's been the most wonderful blessing, and working for myself has given me a freedom um, to do things like Prince's Parties and have a YouTube channel, and because I can do that work at any time that, you know, I don't clock in or anything like that. And so it's been um, it's been a wonderful thing for me. I'm, I'm very thankful, and we'll see how long I continue this. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, do all the things, girl. Do all the things. <laughs> <laughs> all the things. Yes. Have you helped anyone start a YouTube channel? Oh my goodness, I. <laughs> well, I, I do manage YouTube channels for my clients. But I love encouraging my friends to start YouTube channels. Um, I find that a lot of my friends who I'm vlogging around, you know, people during the Disney College program, you know, I'd be vlogging with them. Like, I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel, and I always encourage my friends to do so because I'll be their biggest, biggest fan if they do. Um, it's definitely something I only encourage people to do if I think they would enjoy it. Like yourself, you said you don't enjoy every part of that. So really finding whatever um, creative outlet that you that you'll actually enjoy is what I encourage people to do. But um, yeah, some of my clients I have started fresh YouTube channels for, but um, mostly I just I love to encourage my friends to to start a YouTube channel if it's something they feel called to, like I was. So amazing and would you give any tips or tricks to any company owners that potentially maybe want to use YouTube to try to get more clients in and don't know what to post or what they should prioritize when it comes to content do you have any tips or tricks for that yeah absolutely um, since I've been on YouTube for so long um, there's definitely a lot I've learned about um, content ideas um, a lot of times I would find myself trying to post every week. So I, whenever I got the chance to film, I would just sit down, think of something on the spot, like multiple things and film it. And I would make sure I edited it really good and whatever else, but I would really think about like the title and stuff like that afterwards. So what I found nowadays is I definitely am trying to, before I film a video, put much more effort into the, the, um, looking up the title something that is a wonderful resource is google trends it's free i highly highly recommend doing that google owns youtube google's google trends is something i use a lot to help my clients my social media clients um increase their seo with their websites but it's great for youtube ideas as well looking up things beforehand filtering it by the most recent um and the most high view count and just looking at what types of titles are at the top, looking for video topics that maybe are really popular, but not a lot of people have made videos on is where I've been most successful. My most popular videos are videos that I really took the time to think about what I was going to talk about before I, before I do it. So really putting that research in beforehand is extremely important. Um, and that's what I would recommend to people starting a YouTube channel. 
or wanting to use YouTube to grow um, their business. So. so put effort into quality content and really think about what it is, the methods, the message that you're trying to convey to your clients before recording and before jumping into it. Yes, absolutely. And go to people who you want to be similar to and filter their videos by their most popular videos. See what made them go viral. What topics are they talking about? Don't copy other people, but just use it as inspiration and try to make your title and thumbnail, you know, clickbaity. And it, and when I say clickbait, I don't mean like, you know, you're not going to deliver that. You want to make your video like clickbaity and actually deliver the tea, you know, <laughs> um, whether it's a positive or negative thing. You know what I mean? Um, if you're a Disney YouTuber, maybe maybe think about certain topics with Disney that are not discussed as much. Like even if you're just, or like really start really small. If you have a small following, you can compete in things like, Oh, vlog in the UK pavilion of Epcot, right? That's a very small area of Disney world that there's not going to be a whole video about that, but people might search that if they are interested in that particular pavilion in Epcot. <laughs> You know, that's just an example of um, where you might want to start small and then you can compete in those bigger video topics as you grow. I love that. And I'm going to completely throw you off topic really quickly. Oh, because you're good. It's something I'm totally yeah. interested in. And I'm wondering if you have experience in this. Mm -hmm. um, a couple years back, I explored Pinterest marketing. Mm -hmm. are, are you familiar with Pinterest at all? Yes, I am. I make sure I'm familiar with every social media platform. I will say none of the clients that I've worked for have uh, utilized Pinterest. I've gone on it for my own personal use and my own fun. <laughs> um, and I definitely see a lot of benefit to using it, especially if you're a blogger. Um, if you're trying to uh, get people to read your, your, your blogs and articles. But yeah, go ahead and um, what, what about that? What about Pinterest? <laughs> oh, I, um, I ran a couple ads for like princesses on Pinterest and like was able to fine tune it to my city location and everything. And I, I'd say I got a little bit of traction. Um, but as you know, I'm sure with your experience, you know, running Instagram and Facebook ads and a lot of the social media ads recently have been really not very productive. They cost a lot. You don't really get a very good return on your investment. And I know that that's really based on location. Like I've had some princesses that I've worked with have said, like, I ran a Facebook ad and it turned out really well. I got like six or seven leads in a week. I'm like, that's amazing. However, I've had seven locations in total. I've run, I've spent thousands of dollars in Facebook ads. I've tried to target them to my audience and I've adjusted them and I've recalibrated them. And I literally have never gotten like one good substantial lead from Facebook. And now since COVID, um, the demographic on Facebook has changed dramatically. A lot of people left Facebook because of all the politics and all of the media and everything like that. So now what I'm running into is I did an experiment like a week ago and I ran a Facebook ad and I had so much hate on my ad from like complete strangers saying that they didn't want to see ads on Facebook. And I was just like, oh, 
this is new. Like I haven't experienced this before. So what would you recommend to a small business that can't really afford much advertising, but they really want to show up online. They really want to try to get more clients online. Do you recommend running one of those ads and trying those platforms or do you recommend more like organic outreach? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for small businesses, especially somebody who's just starting out, I would recommend trying other avenues and first before you try Facebook ads. For a lot of the clients that I that I work with um, now, they are bigger businesses that already have a following. So the Facebook ads work better for them. They have a certain um, monthly ad budget that they use. We've done many ads in the past, so we have a lot of data to make those ads successful again. And I do use Facebook ads a lot, probably the most of all the advertisement on the social platforms that I work with. Um, but for a small business owner who is not, especially someone who's not maybe already making a profit, putting putting that into that is a big risk, right? And you, it's, it's not guaranteed to, to work. So I would recommend things like going to networking events, free networking events that you can find around your area, especially a princess company, find some sort of fun like children's businesses and see if you can get a deal with them. I mean, businesses are probably going to pay you better than people doing a birthday party anyway, right? So um, if you find someone like in Kansas City, there's a wonderful place. Um, uh, gosh, what am I blinking on? I think it's called like Kaleidoscope or something, something oh. like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, try to meet those types of people, go that avenue. Also try to grow an organic social media following. So short form video is huge right now. Take advantage of that while the organic reach is there. Use it, especially on Instagram and YouTube versus TikTok. I mean, TikTok's wonderful too, but like YouTube shorts and Instagram reels are trying to compete with TikTok right now. So you wanna go to those things first and try to use the things that those social platforms are trying to push you to use, but they're not getting used. Um, and try to get good at SEO, um, use Google Trends, like I had mentioned earlier, try to get your website ranking higher, put effort into those things first, that the cost is going to be your time and um, maybe your research if you haven't done these types of things before. Um, that's what I would recommend for small businesses to, to, to work on first. So. That's perfect. And that's that's exactly what I recommend always like to all my girls. There's also a great platform called Nextdoor um, that I recommend as well. Just trying out zip code marketing because um, it's only like thirty five, forty dollars a month. And you can change the zip code based off of like how much uh, the median household income is and how many families are in there. So I always advise people to try that as well because it's a neighborhood platform. Um, and I think that that's just really important. And I think that a lot of people don't want to give it their time. They don't want to give it their energy. They just want the leads to come in. But unfortunately, when you are still building a business, especially those first three years, um, because it is three years, uh, that takes a long time to build up SEO. It takes a long time to build up, you know, uh, your audience and your client base. And so to just be patient and consistent and to stick with it, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And once it's important to note too, like once you do have those few leads coming in from all that time and effort, try your hardest to plan how you're going to get more leads from your current leads that you have. So um, whether you give them a little 
card with a QR code telling you to leave a review. Reviews are really great for SEO and climbing higher. Um, word of mouth, you know, really, really um, encouraging that client. It doesn't hurt to say, hey, if you know anyone else who would be interested in our services so that we can continue making magic and just making sure that um, you try to use your current leads to get more leads. Because word of mouth is one of the best marketing tools that you could ever possibly have. It's what people trust the most. So try to think about those things as well. I love that. That's perfect. And then, so you do um, online media marketing. Do you ever work with character entertainment specialists? I never have before. I would love to. Um, most of the businesses that I work for are, um, I mean, I would say my my highest client is usually med spas. Um, that's that's the client that I work the most with, but it's been all across the board. But no, I've never worked with a princess party company for their social media, um, but I would love to someday. <laughs> you hear that, ladies? She's for hire. <laughs> And she's passionate about princessing. It's very difficult to find someone that is specializes in both. Like, oh, I really love princessing. I have a passionate for this. I understand this um, industry. And then I also have the talent to be able to help you with your digital media and your online presence. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I think that's one of the, the things that makes you so unique, Alexis, and, and your service is so valuable because you do have so much knowledge at, um, for business owners in addition to princessing because a lot of people start princessing because like me, <laughs> um, they just love Disney and love performing. Um, but owning a company, I mean, I own a separate company outside of princessing and I, oh, it's, it's quite a lot of work. So I think that's one of the things that makes you so unique and valuable too. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> So where can any of the listeners that are maybe interested in hiring you or looking at the different things that you have to offer, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, so my social media company is called Coast Media Co. So coastmediaco.com is, is that. Um, but if you just love Disney and you want some fun content, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Grace Bamberg. You can also find me on Instagram at Grace Neverlands. Or my princess one is Storybook Grace, but both of them are Disney accounts. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of social media. It's just a fun time. But, yeah, I, I love to connect with my fellow Disney lovers. And That's amazing. And I'll make sure to put all of your links to your website and all your social media handles below in the podcast. So that way anybody that's interested can contact you directly. I truly appreciate you coming on today and sharing your wisdom, your insight, your beauty, your love for this industry and your talent with us. It has truly been an honor to interview you and I really appreciate you for coming on today. Thank you so much, Alexis. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And I will be talking to you very soon, princess. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppityBankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppityBankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.